Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. Social media is no longer the poor relation of traditional communications. And of course, I'm going to argue that it should be front and center of your corporate plan. So coming up in this show, why social media needs to be managed in government and public sector. Social media will not work if you adopt a broadcast-only strategy. I speak to Erin Desi, who is social media and content manager with Agora Pulse in the UK and Ireland. And we talk about how to manage your social media team's day-to-day activities in 2021. And finally, download my social media management ebook for government and public sector. So if you want to be inspired around social media management and making sure that you've got systems and processes in place for success, stay tuned. What's your social media story? And by that, I mean, not what are you posting on social media, but what is the process and the management of social media within your organization? That's what I want to touch on in today's column. In my experience, one of the biggest challenges and actually barriers to success is the process of social media management. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean... How do you organize your team? What roles and responsibilities does everyone have? Who's creating content? Who is writing the posts? Who is scheduling publishing? Who signs off ultimately? And then what's your moderation policy protocols and oversight mechanisms? The other thing that you need to think about is the management tool that you're going to use Right now, if you're still using spreadsheets or shared Word documents, you really need to move that on to some digital platforms for project managed collaboration and also for social media management. So you have single dashboards that allow a team to easily collaborate in a virtual world. Erin, of course, is going to talk to us more about Agorapulse and that social media management tool. But there are many social media management tools that you can use, but suffice to say, you need to at least choose one. The value in a social media management tool is that not only will it store an archive of your published content, it'll also allow you to manage governance and oversight from a community moderation perspective, dealing with inbox messaging, also labeling content, doing a little bit of social listening, And of course, then you can schedule and scale social media communications with a tool. And many tools will also allow you to print reports. And we all know by the time it gets to the end of the week or the end of the month and your manager, or in my case, my client is looking for a performance report, that can take time. But I can tell you guys, if you want to save time and actually leverage AI and machine learning to analyze the big data, then use a tool. And many of those social media tools, management tools will do that for you. 
Content creation can also be a big barrier to successful social media, and you need to have a process for that. And if you're adopting the approach currently of just posting individual posts and tweets from original content all the time, that's not really a scalable strategy. And if you've listened to previous episodes of the Public Sector Marketing Show, you will know by now that long form content and then using the repurposing method is exactly what you need to do for social media. But content creation is a really important role. Right now, the social networks are hungry and also the public are hungry for mobile video, short form video, fast moving. It has a call to action. It's got a promise. It's got a delivery of some some nugget of gold at the end of it. And of course, TikTok and Reels on Instagram have really served that appetite for the public on social. And then of course, don't forget to analyze the data. Success will be buried within those numbers and really understanding what the data means in terms of content engagement, in terms of reach and all of those performance metrics, but also where the gaps are. So really, if you are focusing on text only or web link only or even photo only content, then perhaps the data will show you there's a gap in your video content. So have a look at the process of social media management, even before you step out online and try to be successful. Spending time and understanding the process will stand you in good stead. And in my experience, when you get the management the process and the protocols, right? These are the organizations that do very, very well on social media. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code Digital Marketing 20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Publish and go is not a social media strategy. If you want to be successful online, you got to commit to the conversation. If we think about why social media came around, it came around because naturally it's about that two-way street of comms. It's about us putting out ideas and concepts and then opening up our social media platforms to allow for meaningful and real-time conversation. But still, we have some government and public sector agencies who are reluctant to invite engagement or conversation. And really, what I want to help you in this consulting segment is to get that confidence and have the competencies to be able to step out on social and to really embrace that two-way conversation. So how can you do it? Well, first of all, it's about mindset, right? So ask yourself, do we have a publish and go strategy? And what do I mean by that? Well, I'm referencing the fact that you are publishing social media posts on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and then you're going. Even the nature of the tone and the text and how you craft your social media posts, it's almost like broadcasting from radio. Statements that you make in a press release, putting out your point of view in a statement or delivering a speech. We've got to reframe that thinking and we've actually got to think about the social part of social media. So let's, a a great way to, to visualize this, and I used to do it when I worked in radio. 
So when I was trained in radio, I was always taught to visualize one person that I was having a conversation with. So I could see their face and I felt them in front of me. And that allowed me to put a bit of emotion and meaning and to really connect with my audience through a radio. Um, you've got to do the same thing with social. You've kind of got to visualize a citizen, a member of the public who you're communicating to. What's that singular message? What are they feeling right now? Um, what is their personal situation or their professional situation? And how is your social media post, but your message essentially going to make them feel? So that's really, really important. Visualizing an individual having the mindset and being discerning about your copy and your creative that you want a response back. The other thing about social media and not having a broadcast only strategy is that we get wonderful insights into how the public feel, what they're thinking. And this can prepare us for traditional media interviews. It can help improve our communication strategies, identify gaps in our comms, and fill those gaps. After all, the conversion for you on social media is public trust. So if you're going in with a broadcast and a publish and go strategy, you're kind of going to leave your audience feeling underwhelmed and even shortchanged. And that's not really what you want to do. So what I say to my clients and to my students is embrace the feedback, embrace the negativity, embrace the dialogue because it's in that conversation that you're going to get better on social media, that you're going to increase public trust and that you're actually going to demonstrate that you care and that you are a transparent and open and a social media and digitally first-minded government or public sector agency. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's show, I'm delighted to be joined by Erin Desi, who is social media and content manager with Agora Pulse for UK and Ireland. Erin has been working in digital communications for five years and previously specialized in public sector and government communications, particularly in housing, education, and indeed in local and national government. In this conversation, Erin and I discuss how you can manage your social media team from an operations perspective and on a day-to-day -day basis. She's got some great advice, great insights. You'll enjoy this interview. Erin, you are so welcome to the show. So first of all, tell our listeners and viewers a little bit about you because you do have experience in digital comms in public sector. Yes, so I'm Erin with two ends. That's a whole other story that we're not going to get into today. But um, I started my career in comms with an internship um, at Edelman, uh, which is, you know, people know who, it, who Edelman are. It was in corporate PR. It was my first sort of taste of um, 
you know, PR in a really big setting outside of university and then also social media. So I, I managed to get close to the social media manager there and was under her tutelage a lot. I was really seeing how um, social media management affected like big, big PR campaigns. And that was the thing I liked the most out of the whole um, PR experience. Um, some of the events are fun to do, um, but it was mostly the social media stuff that really interested me. So when it came to um, me re relocating back from London, because I studied there. So I'm originally from the Midlands. So I came back to Birmingham and I wanted a role within social media. I mean, things were flying about with like unpaid internships, wasn't a fan of that. I wanted a, an assistant role because I knew I was ready for it. So I managed to get an uh, digital communications assistant role um, at an agency that mostly dealt with government sector clients and one of their big clients at the time was the European Commission and this was post 2016 so 2017 so it was a bit um, rocky uh, understanding like what is the European Commission going to be doing with the UK agency and how they're, were they going to deliver to that so that did tinge some of the work there but having such um, a big client like that um, it was very much a baptism by fire so I was started off doing you know the run-of-the-mill social media content like you know calendars and things like that from developing into community management I was one of the first members of the team because I was so junior and like ready to learn something um, about learning about learning about community management especially within Facebook and Facebook groups I and mean, when we think back to 2017 Facebook groups weren't that as as strong as they were now so um, we had a lot of clients within the commission so the commission is huge um, they have so many different sectors so you could be do working on energy on one point or SMEs or you know um, gender equality and all those kinds of different things so because we had such a wide-ranging client I got to get to know so many different aspects of you know, public sector comms and how they work. So a lot of my work was around community management as well, you know, um, events. So we would go to events across Europe and, you know, do live tweeting and things like that and really embedding ourselves in where we were. And then also paid advertisement. So it really was just everything you could think about social media um, as you would, a client would need, I had to do as a, an assistant going from different account to account. Um, and that really made me understand not the people some people would say limitations of public sector I don't think it's that it's the parameters in which you have to work because nothing is so public facing than public sector comms it's in the name but it really really is and the level of scrutiny you have um is high and because of that I think um I think I've been well healed in trying to understand um the processes that we need to have in place to have effective public sector comms. So after that role, I went into higher education. So I worked at a university and that was a similar vein. So a, a higher education is a bit, a bit of a funny one because it's also somewhat, almost public sector, but really it's kind of private sector because you've got so many different, you know, stakeholders at play. So that was um, really good just to focus on sort of the more in-house side, which is what all public sector people end up doing. They end up going in-house or agency to get a feel of what they actually enjoy. Um, so I managed to do that. And then I moved into the housing sector as well. So that was a digital specialist role. So I made sure I kind of got my way up and up um, the ladder as much as I could. Um, and the housing sector is very, very interesting at the moment. Like obviously with COVID, it's really um, stepping up in ways that um, obviously so many industries are, but like what a housing, in the housing industry, you're not just providing a house, you're providing communities. So that really, um, um, added a new dimension added to my skills when it came to using public sector and like understanding how I should be 
reacting in it and skills I needed for it. Uh, now I'm in the tech sector, um, which is a bit, you know, radically different. Um, I kind of wanted a bit of a change from public sector just because I've been, that was the bulk of my career and I was ready for something new. But I think what I've learned from this sector has been really shaped me and shaped my understanding of what social media managers go through, especially within the UK and Ireland and how they got on with their roles and um, hats off to them. They do so, so much, so, so much. So I think, you know, if we can share knowledge and like put support in place to help people who often like the lone expert in one team, um, we should do it. So I love the fact that you've experienced both sides of the public sector and private sector fence in a digital communications role and great experience in public sector. And one point you made is so, so important. And you spoke about the processes and the parameters. Mm. And I that is mostly what I teach. Believe it or not, I teach the how-to and the strategic approach. But beneath all of that, it's the parameters and the processes. So we're, we're like-minded here. Mm. But let's talk about Agorapulse. And one thing that, and you might have experienced too, but that I see frequently is that those processes and parameters are missing and that causes disorganization within a social media team or within a broader comms team. Yes. Something like Agorapulse, and even this morning on a training, somebody said, would you recommend a social media management tool? And I was like, yes, guys, absolutely for sure. Tell us what Agorapulse does and how it operationally can, can help on a day-to-day -day basis and take away that overwhelm. Yeah, so, I mean, Agorapulse is a brilliant tool. Um, I mean, as a social media manager, you cycle through loads, um, you know, loads of social media management tools to get to the place where you need to be with your team. But what is so brilliant about Agorapulse is that there's a really rigorous way to pass on tasks, which is the biggest thing in the comms team. Um, you need to make sure there is accountability at each stage of the process where it comes from writing copy to making sure it's the right content, right images, you know, and then also that real crucial bit of um, customer engagement and community management. What I love about Goropulse is that I can create a piece of content, I can get my manager to review it without putting it in an Excel document or a Google Drive. It's within the tool already. Um, you'll see when they're online, so you get to see when they're using the tool. Um, they get to give their amendments. So not only do they get to amend the copy, they get to give notes. So if, unless you're, depending how precious you are about your manager changing your copy, notes are there to do that in a, in a kind way. Um, and then obviously, you know, the transparency within the tool is that you, everyone gets to see when it's scheduled or whether you want to queue it. Um, and then beyond that, when it comes to replies and engagement, the, the engagement is all really easy to see. So if your manager is asking you on that day, okay, so you put out a tweet this morning, what's the engagement like? You just go, well, check the tool. And the tool will just tell you everything. And then what I found really, really useful is just um, the replies. So, um, and especially within the inbox and just people replying to your posts, what I'm able to do now is um, I get a reply from somebody and they ask about a, 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 a project feature. If I'm not totally sure about it, I don't have to go send an email, take a screenshot or get them on Slack, describe what's happening. I just sign it within the tool because they're, they're a user and they'll send me notes and I'll go back and I'll, I'll write it in or 
if we have um, a certain customer that comes back to us again and again and again, um, Agora Pulse gives you the option to like mark them or give them a star to say frequent user or this person's from this sector or this person's might be a troll, you know? So that has been really, really helpful when before I was relying on, you know, native tools to do that thing for me. I had to go through so many different ways to process, you know, one complaint, one query, um, which made the process much, much longer than it needed to be, especially when you're in public sector, things move very, very quickly, especially if you're in the crisis comms end of stuff. If you've got like five, 10 replies about a power outage in a community, you can't be screenshotting everything and then saving it and then sending it over and getting lost in emails. What I love about this tool is that, you know, it makes the process much more calmer and much, and there's much more accountability involved, which is so, so important. And you talk about the collaboration and what that does from what Agora Pulse provides to a large team. The other thing from an operational and a day-to-day -day point of view is visibility. So you have pure visibility on a single dashboard of what is scheduled. And yeah. also what I love also is from a backdated point of view, it's almost like an archive. Yeah. Exactly. So what that that archive aspect of it is brilliant. And also, you know, unless you're if you're not in-house or you're got a client, what the, the great ability to do is just share a calendar. So if you've got a client that is very much hot on seeing exactly what you've been doing and looking at the content, approving it before you post it, um, the ability just to share a calendar without them even having a Goropos account is so so helpful. So it stops them from freaking out about a new tool they need to learn. And it's very much about here you go, just check the link. But yeah, the the ability to duplicate posts as well has been so, so helpful. So if I know from my reporting, okay, that post about YouTube, monetizing YouTube has done super, super well that week. I'm going to duplicate it for two weeks time um, on a different day to see if it does well again. So like that kind of, um, that way to archive everything and just to see what you've been doing month to month is really, really helpful in organizing yourself because when it comes to, um, you know, public sector, and you've got like four things happening in a day. You've got someone going off to an event. You've got to do something, some essential info to, to get that out. You know, you get to see everything and get to say what is what you learn in public sector, how to say no, and back up why you want to say no to somebody. Because look, my calendar is super full today, but we could do it next week. That's that's a really great example because their socials can become a mishmash of everything with no thought process. And then from a consumer or citizen's point of view, it might not make any sense. Um, on the approval process, I was just finished a, a large conference last week and it was three days of live tweeting, but a lot of content in advance. And I was able to share the link with the client. And mm. she had full visibility of everything that was planned, everything that was scheduled. She could be at meetings um, and reporting on social media. I wasn't at the meeting. And she was reporting and she had full visibility. So that is, that's a game changer. That's a time saver. And as you said, the accountability and the transparency is amazing. I wanna then touch on another aspect of operational social media and that's social listening. Mm. Um, and it might be a, a new concept for, for some people, but Agora Pulse prides itself in listening to conversations and understanding what's being said about you and particular topics. How is that managed on the platform? So with social listening, what you can do is just have a range of keywords for different types of platforms that you, you're signed up to just to see what's going on. So 
um, it's very different to other tools in which you have to really like go through streams and, you know, um, have like, you know, manually check it. it, it notifies it for you you can be very very specific um whether it's usernames or keywords so if you've got like um an event happening and you want to combine the event hashtag with a mention of your company you can do that very very easily and you can do it for a set period of time which is brilliant um i remember in previous jobs we had to um source a separate social media management tool and then a separate social listening tool and get people trained in both and then combine reports for both. What with the Gora reports, you can have it all in one place and the report comes to you all in one place as well. And I think that's really a big thing when it comes to like public sector and you've got like aspects of or individuals in the company that aren't social media literate. They want to see a report that just makes sense to them. They don't have time to like go through the Excel or see a PowerPoint of like six or seven slides. What's brilliant is that you can export a bunch of reports in many different ways with PDFs um, for the Excel spreadsheet for your own benefit to get that information to the right person as quickly as possible. Yeah, when Agora Pulse introduced Power Reports, I was like, this is this is a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. I was um, original uh, or, or insights within natively within platforms mm -hmm. and then one or two other tools and then bringing it together because reporting is so important that transparency, value for money, how many a senior campaign, they want to mix traditional comms data with digital comms data. And then with power reports, you select your time frame, you select your platforms, and you even add your name to the branded PowerPoint. Mm. And you look at sports, and then you look amazing in front of the client. Or if you're working in public sector, you look amazing in front of your manager. And so I guess you're getting great feedback about power reports. Yeah, like, I mean, even I think when even I was in introduced to it, just as someone just starting to use the tool myself, I was just amazed. I was like, gosh, all that time I wasted. All those Tuesday afternoons I wasted trying to get these reports out and I could have just done this. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a really brilliant way to just to synthesize everything. And especially, I mean, you can just schedule it. Like if you need the report on, on a Monday morning, just get it on a Monday morning. That's your job done. Um, and it really takes out a lot of conversations you end up having with your manager or you know other aspects of the comms team about what we think is best and what to do and what I remember beforehand not arguments is a strong word but real discussions about okay but well the CEO wants to see the branding he wants the branding there to make it feel like he's looking at our stuff and not just a bunch of numbers and negotiating that was hard because all right, well, we're gonna, are we going to snip it in are we going to screenshot it in and add it in there no Gorpos just does it for you which is super helpful yeah so from another challenge that social media managers have is perhaps the whole scheduling piece. So let's say you're a national health service and you have 100,000 people in your trust or in your organization. They all are clients of yours. They all have important news. And um, that scheduling piece is, is really useful. And as you say, it helps you to say no. Yeah, um, I think what is so brilliant about the scheduling and the tool is that labels are a big thing. So I'm using labels religiously just so I can keep track um, of the different types of content and the content pillars I'm paying attention to. So, for example, I've got educate and promote. So in a week I can see, OK, I put out. 60% of my content this week was educate. But then within that, it was educating people about Twitter or is about Facebook. And I think when it comes to really big, like, I mean, I can, I can think back in previous jobs. I would have loved the labeling stuff when I was in the same day putting out a job posting 
or you know um, mentioning an event or you know making sure I was um, hitting like a national wide campaign in a day just to show off and say actually job postings on a Tuesday don't work like let's do them on a Monday instead and, and combine it with a hashtag so reporting is and being data driven as possible is so so important in this job and little things like adding labels seeing the power reports from those labels um, really help you just make the right decisions when it comes to content we can all and especially when it comes to a team or you know um, uh, you know or a feeling within a business like people will always say to you well I think that works wasn't it like, I mean if we just post that that'll be fine like just everyone's going to want to see um, a poll but then it's like okay well where's the data to back up that what you're saying to me like is going to work everyone has their idea of what is best on social media because they've seen it somewhere else or another a, a client or a rival has done it but what I think is useful in a social media manager's arsenal is having that data to back up things and having the data to shoot down things which you think are plainly ridiculous yeah so this is where I love to get to say my favorite line that I that I teach my students and offer to my clients don't bring an opinion to a data party Yes. Yes. You can absolutely. Thank you so much. I will start saying that. Um, another feature that I that I love again, and what I'm doing is I'm, I'm thinking about from an operations point of view, the the challenges of social media managers is your bank of hashtags, mm. right? So I need hashtags for the different client services within the organization or for different campaigns. You can preload your hashtags in Agoraphiles. Yes, it's so it's brilliant. I mean, we have um we have GoPro social media teams like across Europe and the US as well. So when I was first starting, I managed to have a look at like, oh, these are the hashtags they use for their events specifically. Um, and now that we're you know developing the UK social media side, I'm trialing so many different types of hashtags to see what's hitting, what's not, and hopefully I can get myself within the month um my my core label of things that I'm going to start using for specific posts and you know but obviously that's going to change um you know the hashtags are super important for your reach and getting visibility but like to group that stuff just makes it so much more easier for you so you're not just like um just running onto twitter and trying to find the, the latest hashtag that works for you in that moment it does cut down a lot of time yeah and so at the moment, uh, on Agora Pulse, you can manage your social media content for Facebook, for Twitter, for Instagram, for LinkedIn, and for YouTube. Um, we can't go live from Agora Pulse. That's not something that you do. Mm. Um, is there any uh, plans? And of course, you don't have to give me trade secrets or confidential information. But I know that um, the founder, Emmerich, he has really built the company on a culture of consultation with their users and you have almost like an open always on conversation where users like I and my clients and students can say hey would you ever think of doing that and that really is your roadmap for development but have you got any interesting things coming down the track that you know that you can say without getting that fired? That I can say without getting fired, yes, because I've only just died. Um, well, I think, what I mean, just yesterday we um, introduced um, Canva, like we've been onboarding a Canva integration within the app. Yeah. So you don't actually have to go off on Canva and create your, your, your graphic and then go back into upload it. It's all done within the tool. And um, just yesterday that we've um, introduced newer sizes as well and newer resolutions and newer templates um, to be included within the app. So it's like, 
introducing those things not always slowly but it's like you know phasing them in just to see what does work and doesn't work and obviously the api opening um mm-hmm. with facebook and instagram has been oh my god long awaited like how long have we been waiting for this so um so keep an eye out for agora polls and it, when it comes to um dms and you know being able to access that in due course brilliant um, and we must mention the app because I know there's one listener to the show and she'll probably know who she is, but I'm not going to name her out. And I introduced her and her team to Agora Pulse. It's about three years ago, at least perhaps four. And she said that the app has changed her life. I'm so glad. Yeah. Talk to us about the app and how important that is. So the app is really going through um, so much development today. I mean, today I, I was in earlier meeting just go through um, just the on like the onboarding of how it's all changing. Um, it's really, really exciting just to be to be mobile and scheduling stuff like I know like when you're at um you're covering an event, you do not want you can't have your laptop on your lap. Um, uh, airdropping pictures um, to to the Mac and then uploading it into the scheduler and like trying to make sure you get the right hashtags while the event is still happening. Um, what is brilliant about the app that is like it's it's growing every day. Um, the features are getting stronger and stronger, and the publishing tools within the um, within the app are just are just out of this world and it looks super duper slick and it's so much more easier to use so we're really excited about the app and how um it's going to keep developing um with people and um i have it on my phone too so uh, i I'm, i expect to be you know using it more and more yeah it's social media management on the go she said that you know it took hours off her day she was able to go mm-hmm. to meetings and look in real time on her phone be informed moderate on the go whereas before that, she felt she had to be stuck to her desk. Yes, exactly. And or if or you're navigating, you know, native tools and hopping between each app. Like we don't want to be hopping between each app. Like we're there just to make the process much more just quicker when you're in a very fast paced job and role because you, we know that with social media especially with within a busy comms team you're not just doing social media management you're doing graphic design you're dealing with outsourcing you're dealing with like video content um as long as you like having an app that makes that morning process or that morning checking afternoon checks end of the day checks to social media easier um is a godsend really so one of the big objections that i get when I'm encouraging um, clients and students to to go into a social media management tool. And of course, they, they use many, many different tools. People are afraid of change. And the process of change maybe involves a little bit of pain at the beginning when you're getting to know a new tool. But I promise them that the pain will be worth it and you will win time back. Do you have any tricks or advice for people who are watching or listening to this now and they're like, you know, we don't use a social media management tool, but oh, I don't have time or my line manager wouldn't agree with it. Do you have any uh, nuggets of gold that you can share? I I totally empathize with the, um, the feeling that you just don't have the time to upskill because you've just got so many things on the go. Um, I would have the conversations within your team to say, a good comms team knows when to upskill and does it together. Um, and everyone is on board about it. So I think 
you you are competing with a lot of things within a team. You've got people who are, you know, stuck in their ways. They don't want to move on to things. You've got people who really want to move on to stuff to streamline things. And you've got the people who are asking about budgets and you've got the people who are asking about time. And I think it's presenting your case, which is a really big thing in public sector. You've really got to present your case down to the letter about why you want something and how you're going to use it. With a social media management tool, I just think it's a no-brainer to have something that makes the process much easier for everybody involved. Um, the thing about Agora Pulse, which is quite brilliant, is that they have um, a certificate called the Shortcut. Um, it takes about, oh gosh, an hour and a half to complete, where it, it trains you in all the aspects of the tool and gives you a certificate at the end with a pass rate to say, I know this tool inside and out and I am ready to use it. That's a brilliant feature of Agora Pulse, which is the first thing I did in my first week. I was like, okay, I have not used Agora Pulse in a professional setting. I need to get to know this. Within the first week, let me do that shortcut. And it gives me the time to do things with confidence and with ease. Um, I think when it comes to like, you know, asking within your team about having new tools, obviously back up your case, um, say, really present them how you're struggling now, not struggling, but like how, what the process is now, if you implement this tool, this is the costs involved. This is the time involved to do the training. Be upfront about, okay, yeah, we're going to have to get a half a day's worth of training with this X and XS person of the team. And we have to be okay to have that in the diary. And then say, what is going to be improved post using this tool? This is what we're going to get. We're going to get reports like this. We're going to get social listening. It's going to improve this, this, and this. And we're going to be able to make things much easier for ourselves. So don't be too discouraged about um, trying to get into something new because more often than not um, loads of tools have training aspects to it um, and they have onboard onboarding when it comes to you buying a new tool as well so you can negotiate that with the with the software company if you want training get the training and then just be upfront with your team and say we do need this it's going to make my life much easier and it's going to improve our processes and make us more effective yeah and I know from experience that you have a, a wonderful support team and actually a lot of a lot of the team are team are based in Ireland because I, I yeah. see names popping up in chat that I recognize and that, that I know from my industry mm. um, and again I recommend tools that I use you know mm. that's important to me and people who work with me know that they know that I've used it I've tested it and um, I trust it um, and so I'm very comfortable having this conversation with you and being so open and transparent just because I've been using it for years and um, it saved me a lot of time and my clients come back and say thanks Joanne for for recommending it and so what I love and what I might do is the before and after experience is that you just describe where are we now but where would we like to be and that is the promise um, and of course you know what artificial intelligence and machine learning that's built into Agora Pulse can do things more effectively and efficiently than we as humans can do mm -hmm. and as technology is disrupting you know traditional work practices it's just an evolution. It's probably not about when you're going to embrace a digital or if you're going to embrace a social media management tool. It's probably when. So do it do it now and get the gains sooner. Erin, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. I'm so glad that um, Agora Pulse gave you that job. I think you're brilliant. Thank you. I think your, your knowledge of the public sector and the private sector brings a really important dimension to the company because as you know and I know, public and private sector are very different. Their their conversions, their needs, their nuances are really different. Um, 
So let's, where can people find you? I'm sure everyone will want to connect with you um, after after listening to this conversation. Yeah, so um, Agora Pulse, we're on Twitter at Agora Pulse UK IRL. Um, we also have a YouTube channel that we've just launched. So you can find us as well on Agora Pulse UK IRL. Um, Facebook as well. And uh, personally, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you want to catch me on LinkedIn, I'm Erin Desi. And we can chat sometimes. Well, I want to mention the YouTube channel. Can you tell me at least what's planned for that YouTube channel? Oh, lots of stuff. So um, we currently have um, a how-to series. So we're kind of schooling everybody on the basics, on the more basics of social media management or to, you know, specific tools and stuff. So we just had a, um, a video about best tweet ideas and how to come up with tweet ideas when you really just have no clue. Um, beyond that, we really want to start um, getting to know social media managers across the UK. So at the moment, we are trying to find um, social media managers to talk to. We want to do a sort of desert island discs and really get to know and understand their pain <laughs> and what they go through and their journey um, as a social media manager um, from different uh, loads of different sectors. So um, if there are anybody that wants to be interviewed or wants to get their story told and t talk about their career, please get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We're also looking, you know, just um, to speak to people across different industries who have um, built up their platform with social media and how they've got you know their first thousand subscribers 10,000 subscribers so you know we, we talk to people who are like managed to build um, a social media presence within the wedding industry and things like that so we're really interested in not just um you know focusing just on social media managers even as lovely as they are but we want to like get the breadth of um, social media skills that are out there in the UK teach people how they can do things teach people about the, the tool but also understand what are people doing in their homes what are they doing to use social media to the best of their ability and their advantage Oh, that sounds brilliant. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to embed the YouTube channel of Agora Pulse into the blog post associated with this podcast and brilliant. show. And what I'm also going to do in a, an, an e-sign coming up to my list, I'm going to try and get you some conversations from my network because mm. I know great people who would tell a brilliant story. So I'll, I'll send some interviewees your way, Erin. Great. Thank you so much. Well, listen, thanks once again for talking to us and um, we will see you again soon online. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code socialmedia20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 20 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. 20 whole weeks sharing my insights, knowledge, experience and skills with you. I truly enjoy it and I hope you find the value. But of course, my ask to you always is please share the show with a public sector pro you know. Even just send it on in an email or a WhatsApp or a DM. Uh, get the link off YouTube or off your favorite podcast platform. And of course, if you do enjoy it, leave me a rating and review. Two things to give you this week in this episode. I have a 10% discount for Agora Pulse. If you want to try it out, make sure that you go to the blog post associated with this podcast at publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. And also I do have an ebook on social media for government and public sector. Well, that's all from me for now, I will see you on episode 21.
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform.